Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Hi, welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week we're doing an on-site property tour. We're just on the highway right now traveling between uh, Nashville, Tennessee, going down to Huntsville, Alabama. We're hopefully going to see a property I already bought and uh, I've never actually physically seen it. So we're gonna be touring a whole bunch of properties. So we drove down to the property manager's office and um, the person I had is my typical property manager, Julie Orth. She actually was sick at the time, so I was using a different uh, uh, realtor slash property manager to go tour the properties. Uh, we had a whole list that I had mailed to her of properties that I wanted to see that she pulled rent comps and we'd done all the analysis on ahead of time. Uh, there was three of four of them on the list that we couldn't see. Um, some of them were just because they were uh, actually I don't think all of them were because they were tenanted currently. And if we wanted to see them, they wanted us to have a contract on it ahead of time. And I hadn't made any picks. I guess I could have put contracts on all of them and then just canceled the ones that I didn't want. But anyway, I had a long list of properties to see, and I was only planning on doing one full day of touring all these properties so it actually worked out not to go to all these properties um, the first one we went to uh, was a two-car garage which I was kind of excited about before going there um, I did learn once I was there that it was not in an ideal school district and not in an ideal part of town um, that was one of the reasons that I decided to pass on it um, it was a three-bedroom two-debt bath but it was very dated like really dated inside of it the uh property was they were asking 64,000 or 64,900 for it uh it would rent for 695 so just a little bit above the one percent rule but i was kind of excited because i thought maybe it would appreciate better um just because of the two-car garage um when i went and toured the property i did find that the there was like a mud room on the back and it had water on the floor and a lot of mold on the walls after that i went and toured uh several more properties i don't want to get too in depth on each of the properties because it's very similar i found that there was something that i didn't like uh, or usually something pretty substantial I didn't like and it's usually the um, the level of uh, repair that was needed and it is usually very very dated or in a very bad neighborhood or very poor school district um, so those are ones I passed on there was one it was really interesting um, oh, which one was it I think it was actually they're all around the same price so I'm not giving title names anyway but it was around $65,000 to purchase the property. And whenever the owner found that we were coming there looking for investment properties, he said, I do own the property across the road as well. And if you're willing to buy both of them, I'll give them for, to you for $90,000, which you know, intrigued me at the very least. Um, we went and saw the other property. I had to jump a fence, which was like, you know the fences that they put around uh, a construction site? It was one of those. So it was like eight feet tall, little two by one inch squares, like a chicken wire around the whole thing. And it covered the entire, they went across the driveway, went all the way around the front yard, all the way around the backyard, around the entire property. So for me to actually go see it was very difficult. And uh, I went and peeked in some of the windows and it was still full of like hoarder stuff. 
the it was going to require a lot of repair it could have been a great deal if i went through and finished all that stuff it, the gutters were ripped off it was just a lot of telltale signs that this property wasn't kept up so it it would might have been the biggest nightmare of my life but i, I decided not to purchase it anyway um and it also wasn't in the best district again um i went through and saw a bunch of other properties. I'll just go through the ones that were my highlighted ones. I found this other property. I'll show you a photo of it here. It uh, had a one-car garage. Uh, it was in a nice part of town. It uh, it was not that dated. It was like it was uh, it had a nice kitchen in the property. Uh, let's go over some numbers. 1965 build. Rent should be 875 dollars, and it was a 73,500 asking price. Uh, so I thought, you know, this was pretty good. I went through it. The carpet had a lot of carpet in it, but it was in good shape. And they put plastic over the carpet throughout the whole house to try and maintain it. So that property is still out there. And when I went to walk to leave the property, uh, they had the typical realtor sign in the front yard, but it also had a sign um, sitting right beside it of a company that was affiliated with the realtor. And it was... Uh, 0% down, 100% financing for this property was available. So obviously, I was excited. I called the person who was doing it. It did turn out that in order to get that financing, you had to be living in the house and have a certain credit score. Um, I went through a bunch more properties, and I ended up seeing this other property. And this property was outside of town. Um, and it was in a good school district, and it was on an acre of land, a good size house, a three-bedroom, two-bath, a detached garage with a carport uh, across in between them. So you could use, it, the way they were using it was as a, a one-car garage uh, that had a playroom in, or party room, I guess, in the other side. I'll show you a little video of that. And it was it was pretty awesome. Like it, it needed some work. Like the um, landscaping had grown out of control on the thing because no one had been living there for two years. Um, the back deck they'd cut out and put a koi pond in there, so I'd have to refill that in. Um, it needed some plaster work done in the sides of the house where there was a crack. Um, the kitchen was in good shape, but it's also because it was a 1991 build, so it was still pretty, not that old, really, for uh, a rental property, especially for Huntsville, Alabama, because I was noticing m almost all the houses I was looking at were in the 60s, pretty much all of them. Um, so anyway, it looked, it looked really good. Uh, I actually did put this property under contract. The, the trick to the, the whole thing was that why no one had bought it is it required um, all-cash closing. You couldn't uh, put any financing on it to close because it was a short sale and it was owned by the bank or about to be owned by the bank, so it was going to be given back. So I was purchasing that. And another thing about a short sale is you don't really know when it's going to close. Uh, I had it under contract then, and it's still under contract, and... I still have no firm date about when it will close, but I am very excited for when it will close because the comps I had on it are 145 The purchase price, which was the asking price because of uh, it's a short sale, it's not really negotiable, at least that I've found. So uh, I had to pay 72 for it. Um, I didn't know this when I purchased the property, but the property was uh, 
Oh, sorry, I didn't know what the renovation was going to be for the property. It turned out to be, I believe it's 12 or 14 grand. I have to look at my exact notes. So it, it works really well for me to buy a property for basically half of the after repair value. Um, and the renovation is not that heavy. It's a painting, windows, and other things I talked about. Um, and a little bit of carpet removal because I'm just making it completely carpet free. So there's one room with carpet and all the bedrooms have carpet and yeah, just painting and plastering some walls. Um, when you think about this deal, whenever I was running it based on buying it for 72,000, which I did before I went down there, uh, it would cash flow at 33% return on investment uh, based on putting 20% down. The thing that's changed, though, is if I end up refinancing it up to, well, the comps are 145. I believe my property is probably still a little bit lower than that because most of the houses in that area are brick and this one is siding, but it shouldn't affect it too much. But even still, once I put the financing on the property at uh, 80% loan to value, so I'm putting 20% down, what are we talking? Like I'm going to have like a, a mortgage for 110000 um, what I'm into the property is 72 plus the 12 or 14,000 renovation. I'll actually get paid to close the property. It won't cash flow as well as if I would have bought it, uh, you know, with a purchase price of 72 and put a mortgage on of like 50 or 55 on it. But like how many deals could you, would you be able to buy if you're buying these properties and you're getting paid to buy them? And it got me excited too. Well, I guess first the downside is because of the, the short saleness and the cashness, I have to keep a lot of money liquid for a long period of time until they're ready to close. So that's the one downside, but it does make good money. But it made me think, if I ended up starting to partner with people on some of these, it would allow me to just basically borrow money from them or partner with them as a JV. We, I could find these properties. We could do the renovation, hold, reno, and then, or sorry, reno, then hold. And um, at the end of it, we the investor would get all their money back, plus some in a few months, and we still get the cash flow forever until we decided to sell it. Um, there's always the option to flip this, which I was really on the fence about doing for a while, but then there's, there's capital gains, and there's the... <laughs> I'm almost curious to do the 1031 exchange in the States just to see how Canada Revenue um, responds to it. I assume that they're going to want their capital gains on it, even if I get around paying them to the IRS, but I assume that they will. But it would be kind of interesting just to find out um, whether I feel like being the guinea pig on that or not. The last property we went to in Huntsville was a property that I purchased before I went down there. It turned out it needed uh, more work than I thought it needed. The photos that I was sent when I was purchasing it were uh, based on the before the tenant was in there and there was currently a tenant living in there. So it got into a little bit of disrepair compared to the photos. So some of the laminate flooring was very rough in the hallway and the tub surround was rough the GFCI breaker wasn't working and the tub was dripping. So still pretty minimal stuff. I did ask the current owner before closing to do the safety things. So they had to get rid of, fix all the plumbing issues and fix the electrical issues. And I think that was most of it. And so they did all that before we closed. So now I'm 
Uh, we're currently in renovation of that property and they're putting new tub surround in, reglazing the tub, um, painting the house, and it should be pristine very shortly and up for rent. Um, purchase price was $42,000, which I'm having a really hard time finding financing for it, but I kind of wanted to do it just as an episode for you guys to see you know, what is available, so I'll keep you updated on that. I have found one financer for it, but I haven't closed a contract on it yet. But I'll tell you about that as things progress. The rent is, um, she said, six seventy-five to seven hundred a month on a forty-two thousand dollars place. So it's much better than the one percent rule. Um, it's a neighborhood I already know. It's not the best neighborhood, but not the worst neighborhood. And it's about like four blocks from my property that I bought there uh, about a year ago. So it's very close. After that, I did tour one more property. Um, this one was a twelve-unit in. Uh, Atlas, which is not Huntsville, Alabama. Um, the property was being offered with seller financing. Uh, it would still cash flow pretty good, not quite as good as the single families, but there was a lot of um, spots that I could add improvements to move the rent up. For instance, the whole thing, like I said, was a 12 unit, but the whole, all the numbers are based on 11 units because there's one unit. So picture duplexes, but one unit's being, comp it's a three bedroom, one and a half, every single one of them is a three bedroom, one and a half. And one of the units is being completely wasted by as like a maintenance shit. So it was full of paint cans and extra drywall and shutters and junk. Just the whole thing was full of junk, but it didn't have any drywall up. It had uh, the tubs in, in place and some of the, um, the bathroom stuff was in place, but it didn't have a kitchen at all. Everything was framed out. All the walls were in. All the electrical was done, but that was going to be a major renovation, which was a perk, right? Because you're buying it based on the way it is right now, and it was easy to add value to it. Um, so anyway, we went through that. Uh, I, the reason I didn't buy it was partially because I only have so much money and the property that I was going to use a lot of my cash up on the property before that, the one outside of town. And the other reason why I didn't pick this one over that is that even though well, even though the property was in pretty good shape, it had new roofs, everything else, it, it was outside of town. Like I, I picked Huntsville for to buy some properties because of specific factors of employment and stuff like just my whole list, right? I, which I'm sure I've covered in other episodes. Um, the thing was, this was an hour a little bit over an hour away from Huntsville. So it had some of the perks of being in the same state, but it didn't have all the big employers, right? And that was one of the things that really hung me up because I was like, the place is mostly full. It was probably at like a 90% uh, vac uh, occupancy level, but there was a couple units that weren't occupied and I wasn't sure how easy it would be to find tenants to live there because it was in a small town um, I didn't see a lot of uh, businesses there that were like large businesses. And when I asked the current property management there what uh, where the people worked and what their ages were, it varied drastically. And he wasn't really sure that anyone there, where they worked, and if they even had jobs. And the, he did advise that there was a power plant down the road, but he wasn't sure that any of them worked at it so it, it just it had a couple of red flags for me and i think i guess i'm still a traditionalist and i prefer to buy in the cities because i can get more details online about how the, the whole city is performing so i ended up 
walking away from that one. It's, it may still be there. It might be gone. Um, it was an off-market deal, though, so you won't find it if you go searching for it on the MLS. But if you have interest in any of this stuff, I can, you can call me, and I'll give you the addresses, but I just don't want to list it on uh, the podcast. And I also did, I'm just looking at my phone here, I did make like a thousand notes here, but I, I don't think I need to get into all the details. But if you do have questions about this this show, just email me, glenn at glennsutherland.com. And if you have the question, I'm sure someone else has the question, and we could cover the question and solve two people's problems and maybe clarify some things that I've kind of skipped over or wasn't uh, very specific on. Thanks for joining again this week. Um, We'll talk to you again next week. Bye.